Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. I want to thank all of you who check in every single week, listen to the episodes, new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Always appreciate you listening, uh, leaving the comments wherever you're listening from, saying hi, you know, you know, whatever, check it in. Uh, of course, if you're not a subscriber, you can do so basically probably where you're listening to this from right now, but also in the major hotspots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Just type in Kyle Meredith with wherever you get podcasts from. Hit subscribe, and uh, we'll bring in those new interviews. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so you can keep up with your favorite artists, discover new ones, know what's happening in the music world. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I'm going to be talking with Josh from Starfucker. The newest record is called Future Past Life, and it arrives as kind of a surprise. There was a buildup over some singles, but just one day he said, oh, by the way, here's the whole thing. We'll talk about the fun of doing a surprise record, but also how this one, uh, it's kind of a change. It's an acoustic guitar-led. He said there's also a musical theme with a melodic progression. Uh, it, it's it's a turn from what we've heard from him in the last few records. So we'll, we'll get the background on that one, and the honesty and the lyrics, uh, even bravery is used. Uh, 
there's some vulnerable moments, maybe that we haven't heard from him, at least in a long time. Uh, but also dark stories. They, they wanted to kind of take an angle with this about dark stories that were relatable. It's an interesting take. And then on the more, I don't want to say trivial side, but maybe the non-album side, uh, he has an astronaut friend who uh, went to space recently, as astronauts uh, tend to do, and uh, and took the music up there and actually played it in space, which was, you know, kind of outstanding when you think about something that maybe you created by yourself in your room suddenly projected all the way out there. So we're going to not only get the story behind that, but how it ties into the artwork of the new record. We'll also hear about a collaboration with Weathen on the song Stay Forever and what to expect from the next record. In fact, Josh is already thinking about what the next Starfucker record is going to be. Uh, we're told it's going to be back to the dancey stuff, too. So let's jump into it. Talking about this album, Future Past Life, it's Kyle Meredith with Starfucker. Hey, Kyle, this is Josh. Future Past Life it has been so much fun to listen to, as is the, I guess you call it a surprise release. I mean, there were singles leading up to it, so I think everybody thought there was something mm. in the works, but but it was a surprise regardless, because, you know, here it is, and, and I've loved hearing it. Um, it's such a fun record. Yeah, I'll just start with yeah. a compliment. Congratulations on it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm really happy with this record. It's like, I don't know. I think it's usually kind of supposed to be backwards for bands or something where their like first record is their best. And um, I mean, just for me, I think this is the best record we've made. So, and a lot of my friends and well, the people I respect, I'd say that I've been, you know, making music with and around for a long time seem to feel that way too. So yeah, I don't know. It's definitely kind of a special record for me. And it was really fun to do a surprise release like that. Yeah, semi-surprise. We've never done that, and we've wanted to for a while, where we just kind of drop it. And we did it, you know, on the with the YouTube live thing. So uh, listening to it and chatting with people the first time was pretty fun, actually. Because you, you don't really get a chance to do that. I mean, a lot of times when you release a record, it's just sort of out there doing its thing. But to, to experience that with the audience. Uh, did I don't know? Yeah. Did, did that reveal anything? Was that? Can you tell me about if, if that experience kind of? Uh, I don't know. Just revealed anything to you that uh, you didn't expect? Uh, I don't. I mean, it was really fun. You know, I had other friends who joined and who were just listening and commenting, and um, the band and I. We were all like on a Zoom, and it was. I mean, it was hard to answer questions. I'm not a very quick typer, and so <laughs> and just like things were just kind of going through. But uh, I don't know. It, it was fun to me. I think partially because, like I said, I, I am really proud of the record. And so it was like fun to share that with people. And like, I don't think I would have felt that way. I, I wouldn't have enjoyed doing this as much with other records. And like, um, it just, you know, it was, it was kind of the, it was the kind of feeling that I used to get when I very first started this project where, I don't know, it was just like, well, I don't really care if anyone likes it. It's like, one person likes it and gets it and like that means more uh than you know a lot of people liking it and i don't feel that way as much so and also it's like who like i have like like i said friends whose opinions matter to me who um have said that they felt the same way so it's like i don't know it was just really it felt really fun to like share the baby in that way <laughs> it was also kind of like a that it was like a weird thing it's like wow it's finally because i worked really hard on it and especially at the end there like once even act you know it was supposed to come out sooner and then when the pandemic started uh we had more time and actually went in and changed 
two of the songs. Like, not the entire song, but, like, just changed throwing drums out on one song. I had the whole other performance and change the arrangement. And, like, it's, I'm so glad that I had the time to do that. I mean, I definitely am not glad to the pandemic, but... Right, uh, right. But yeah, I mean, I was working up, I was working on it, and like until just like a few days before it came out, I was actually like remixing and even writing and recording stuff, and then had to send it to get mastered right away. It's interesting. Yeah, would have been one of those moments, one of one of those pieces in the album that you could have maybe it would have picked away at you for a long time after that. Just oh, I wish I'd changed that. It too. definitely would have. De- <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there's always that stuff on albums, and there's right. still things on this one, but it's so like they've fixed really major things i think even the the band guys once they heard it they're like oh wow, yeah this is so much better so at least one small little positive you know <laughs> well it has been really interesting seeing you know fan reactions because because it's a different record than what you left off on you know not an entirely different band yeah. sound or anything like that but but i think it's been talked about like a stripped back production uh, and, and leading with the acoustic. What led you in that direction? Was there anything specific? Yeah, yeah. When I well, because I actually started this batch of songs with a couple of Dutch friends that they weren't my friends at the time. I just met them randomly years ago, and we wrote. They were like a friend of a friend put us together, and I was in Amsterdam, and we were like, oh, let's try writing something together. And uh, then we wrote a couple songs, and um, they it turned into like the song Deep Dream, which is on this record. And I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And so we were originally going to just do our own project that wasn't Starfucker, you know? So we, we made, yeah, I don't know, I think we recorded like six or seven songs and or started them. And then uh, it just, uh, year, years went by and it became apparent that like we were never going to finish them. And then I was like, can, you know, talk to them about uh, letting me just finish them and use them in the band. So that was, and when we sat at, you know, when we started the project, we gave ourselves some uh, guidelines. We were like, just to have it, have a consistent theme. And acoustic guitar was one. And um, the drums having a certain sound being run through this like tape machine. Like I had these demos that I recorded on four track that I was showing them back in the day. So, and we liked this certain drum sound. So we were like, let's record the drums and then run them through this tape machine to like give it. That's you know a little bit more of the lo-fi sound, and um, and then the other theme thing that we have that um, is on the album is like there's this melodic progression that goes down and moves the simple, just like no 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 no, but that's in like every song basically somewhere, even if it's just tucked in one little thing. So yeah, it was just, and it was you know it was kind of fun. We just wanted to give ourselves some rules <laughs> just to like have it have some consistency or whatever. So does um does it, does you know, putting the acoustic right there on front, leading with the acoustic as you're talking about, does that actually change the way that you write a song? I don't know. Yeah, I guess with this album, some of the songs were um, older, like they were songs I'd written a long time ago, and I changed, I, you know, like I'd written them on keyboard or something, and the way that they were done, I didn't really like, but I knew, I felt like there was something good about the progression, so I just redid them with the acoustic. So I don't know. I mean, it does change the way I write, I guess. I'm not like a great guitarist, but it is the uh, instrument that I've played for the longest. So mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable on that than on playing on keyboards or something. But but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, every instrument kind of gives you its, you know, its own little world that you're in that, that shapes the, the song. But 
Yeah. I mean, actually, right now I'm almost finished with I'm working just on an instrumental, intentionally like backgroundy music. Uh, it's all just guitar and it's like classically sounding, jazzy sounding. But so maybe there was maybe there was something about doing this album that kind of like I don't know felt reconnect me with the acoustic guitar. I, I bring up the the other side of that too because the lyrics seem to echo you know that that type of 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 writing you know more what am i trying to say here not organic yeah. or something like that but it makes sense that you know the style of lyrics you're doing with the instrumentation that you're doing and i i, I guess it's that naked feeling I, I think it applies to the lyrics too at least how i hear it and i i, I would wonder because they do seem to be more yeah. up front and i think critics have talked about that too the lyrics seem to be more up front than usual is there hesitation on on showing vulnerability for you in the lyrics uh yeah definitely but also you know, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think bravery in music or whatever, just like honesty in any situation is, is recognized. Like that's what, you know, I respond to and other people and they, so as much as I'm able to, to do that myself, I think is, you know, definitely like a goal or whatever. And I think some of it is like with this band was like, just kind of like a fun party band. It was like, silly and especially early on like not very much thought went into the lyrics sometimes it was like like i was like well no one's gonna hear these songs i was playing it like two times at like a house party or whatever and just make some silly lyrics and then it kind of you know grew on its own so um this one there were like a few songs that i wrote every once in a while i'll, I'll just sit down and like write an entire song basically in one sitting and then with lyrics that i like like never the same that was actually a pretty old song and i just sat and you know played the guitar and just wrote that song just you know have watched this dark story about the way that ended up and it just felt like it was really effortless to write that and so um the rest of the album to have lyrics that i felt like you know were good enough that matched that song's lyrics and uh so some of them were easy, and then some I like labored over for a long time. But um, and just <clears throat> yeah, and it, there was a theme. Like not not every song follows this theme, but even that, like we were kind of trying to have the lyrics have a similar, mostly about dark stories, but in a way that you can't tell. That's like tries to be more relatable, mm -hmm. you know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've enjoyed listening to those. It's it's just that uh, again, it, and I think it's what you're saying is uh, I feel like I've connected with them more than I have in the past because it's not that I wasn't listening to the lyrics in the past yeah. or singing along, but you know, the connection was different or something. And it, it does, you know, I hate to overuse something like it seems more personal or whatever, but it, it, you know, in a way that it does in, in that sense. No, no, totally. Yeah, no, I appreciate I mean, that's definitely the, was the intention. So yeah. On the more trivial side, uh, I will say <laughs> if the songs are represented by the rooms in the artwork, then the math has been done for, nine rooms but 10 songs which two songs are <laughs> yeah. the bunkmates did cold comfort not get a room yeah i guess not i mean the art was actually so weirdly like we had a different artist that we were working with at first and then things fell apart with that person and just weren't were like super not working so um we asked kevin and he, he like it really at the last minute came up with that and I think he maybe even barely listened to the album. We weren't even sure which songs were going to be on the album. So it was a little, it was unintentional <laughs> the way that they lined up like that. But, but yeah, I mean, Cold Comfort is kind of the, 
you know, it can be like its own thing. Someone commented on that uh, somewhere. I saw like like the nine songs, and then the tenth is like the whole uh-huh. album or something. I don't know what they're. Um, but I do really like uh, the imagery that he came up with for the cover. Actually, like there's some there's a an astronaut, a real astronaut, Christina Koch. She, she just got back from the uh, to ISS, and she played. I met her in Houston. She and her husband came to our show in Houston and she's been a fan for a while. And she's like, I'm going to the space station. I'm going to play your records in space. <laughs> um, she sent us pictures of like her iPod playing our music, in wow. space, you know, which is amazing. Yeah. And she's really sweet. They like, while she was up there, her husband sent me a little care package. I have like pictures of her in my studio now and on my refrigerator and stuff. And uh, so on the artwork, like the, her mission numbers were, 59 60 and 61 and that's what those little numbers are in the left hand of the art yeah just like a little easter egg for her there's another little easter egg for her dog in the in the fold-out part which isn't out yet because in the physical part Uh yeah so i don't know i i love that there's all the imagery and then hopefully when we're able to play live again we can take all those elements and use them for animations and, and whatnot so yeah now that's that's cool. I mean, the space thing—that's—it's almost mind blowing to think that you know how far something that you do privately can travel. You know, in, in those ways, <laughs> yeah. it's just seriously, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's really is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we're wrapping up on time here. I, I wanted to ask about uh, uh, something else outside of the album too, because um, uh, you were on um, uh, Weathen's, um, uh song "Stay Forever," right? Uh, that was yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of also this year. How did that come about? Because that's a that's a cool song too. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That was um, the parts from that that I had were also from a batch of like stuff I've had for a while. And um, a friend of mine was working with him on his new record, and they were like, "Do you have anything that you'd want to share with him, or vice versa?" And then they sent me demos, and we started sending stuff back and forth, and uh, found this thing. And he, yeah, just made it awesome and changed the chorus to be, you know, he just, I don't know. He did a really good job. He's like, he was really fun to work with, man. He's like, just really loves music. You know, he really cares about uh, finding just the right, like snare sound and stuff. And he was like, we're, he was showing me his tricks of how he works. And we both work in the same program. So it was easy for us to share stuff back and forth and, and it was cool that he had me be in the video. I thought that was really fun. He's like, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. I think, you know, I think he had his tour postponed because of this. And, uh, he's just my friend who's, they're kind of all stuck together now down there. Um, my producer friend that connected us, but, uh, I think they're just down there working, just, you know, making more music stuck at, you know, at their places in LA. But yeah, that was really fun. And he's, and that's, I think, I, you know, I think for the next, we've been talking, I think the next record, Starfucker record, will be uh, a little, go back to being a little more dancey, um, just in a, a little bit of a different way, I think, but, uh, but yeah. That's cool. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to yeah. that one, too, whenever it, it comes around, but... Yeah. Of course, in the meantime, we've got Future Past Life, and I am more than happy with this record. Like I said, it's it's such a cool record. Yeah. I, I really love what you're doing right now, Josh. So so thank you for continuing to do that, and uh, and thanks for the call today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem, man. And uh, take care out there. We will see you around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, bye. We'll get back out there. All right, later.
And my thanks to Joshua Hodges there. Again, the new Starfucker record is called Future Past Life, and it's out now. Thanks to you for checking out the episode as well. Uh, Before you get out of here, if you're not already, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the series. Uh, Brand new interviews released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, you, You can know about your favorite artists, what they're up to, discover new ones. Hear what's happening in the music world. Find us at uh, any of the major spots, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with subscribe. We'll take care of the rest. After that, head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequential Sound has your music and film news. You can find me on just about any social media platform as well. Hope you like and follow along in the appropriate places. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.